Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Noelle, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Thank you so much for having me. Y'all have an incredible story that I'm really excited to get into and kind of share with people about like you built your dream house, like y'all did it. (laughs) Wild. (laughs) Having we just built like last year and it wasn't terrible, but I can't imagine if we had been responsible for, (laughs) for everything. It was a way bigger project than we realized. And if you've seen pictures at all, we didn't start with like, you know, a cookie cutter little rectangle that was like nice and easy. No, we like jumped into this like massively intricate thing that I'm like, what are we doing? But once you get so far in, you just got to keep going. You can't just be like, oh, we're changing our mind. We're not going to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, never mind. (laughs) You can't get to like the delivery part and be like, you know what? Never, mind. This is too hard. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> no, absolutely. So you wrote a book from the ground up, building a dream house and a beautiful life through grit and grace, which I think even if people maybe haven't built their dream home yet, the process or the journey of building a dream life, especially through like hardship and kind of having hurdles thrown your way resonates with everybody. So your story is one for like, yes, you did this really cool, unique thing, but at the same time, everybody's building a life, right? Everybody's working towards something. So I want to start, like, you have to tell us a story. Like you built your dream home entirely on your own. What does that even look like? So when I met my husband, Daniel, you know, in the very beginning stages, when it's all like, you know, cute little puppy love and you're sharing your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. He told me that ever since he was young, he had had this dream of building his house with his own And my dad had been a big DIY type person. So I was, you know, comfortable with it. It wasn't something that was like shocking to me. And I'm just the kind of person that is all about getting in there and getting my hands dirty and working hard and, you know, just doing the projects. I love that. So I said, I love it. Let's do it. Let's make that our life goal together. So for the next seven years, we planned, we worked in our business. We looked for land. We kind of just got this loose plan going of how this was going to happen. And our original goal wasn't necessarily to do every single thing ourselves, like the framing, like we had planned on subbing that out, different aspects of it. But once it came down to it, it just made more sense to Mm -hmm. ourselves, just the different systems that we found and the way it worked out. So yes, we did everything except the rough plumbing the roof because I told my husband it was way too high and way too dangerous for us to do that and the spray foam insulation and like one other thing so everything else we manually did with our own hands just the two of you 
not just the two of us at all times. So we okay. had different family and friends that would, you know, come over and help out. Or if like there was something that we weren't educated in, we would ha- hire someone to come over and help us, you know, like the electrical. We hired someone mm-hmm. that pulled the permit and inspected our work and helped us. And we did pull in our employees as well to, you know, help through the different aspects of it. But we were there every single day making every single decision, you know, seven days a week, sun up to sundown for 18 plus months. I was going to ask how long that took because building a house takes a long time when you're paying people that that's what they do all the time. Yes. So shockingly, so, we got it done in 18 months, which is honestly a miracle. There were still a lot of things that needed to be done once we moved in, but we got enough to get our certificate of occupancy and get it, you know, livable in that 18 month time span. Now, mind you, the bank had given us 12 months to get this done. So we had to file three extensions and they were like at our necks, like you have got to get this done. So we had some extra pressure to get it done. Yeah. So your husband is like handy, obviously. Yeah. And you have a dad who is in like a handy DIYer, but what, okay, you keep, you're referring to your company. Like what was your full-time gig? So Daniel, when I met him, he had a flooring company. So he did like flooring, bathroom remodels, kitchen remodels, tile work. So which came in super handy right. when we got to the of the house. So some people will say, well, he had experience, but I can drive a car. Does that mean I can build a car? No. <laughs> right. So doing the foundation, framing, permitting, all those other massive, crazy things we had never done in our entire lives, even selling the trees. Because we cleared the entire property on our own. Yeah. And go on YouTube and watch hours worth of videos and figure out how do you cut down a tree? And we cut down like, I think 60 plus pine trees, just pine trees off the property. So that alone took us several months. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not like this was what y'all were doing. Like y'all weren't building and designing houses. Because I, I, there are a few people that I follow online who that's what they do full time. And then they like did their house. Y'all had like some experience. You were, it wasn't like you went from like the finance world to like, we're going to build a house, but still that's, that's amazing. It's a totally different ball game. Yeah. Okay. So you said y'all spent that seven years like saving and planning. There has to have been points in that where y'all were like, never mind. Like, this is crazy. Oh, absolutely. So we ended up, um, we lived in a camper when we first got married for two years on his parents' property. So we could save money. He could focus his time on his business. This was back in, you know, we met in, we got married in 2010. So the recession had hit really hard here in Mm -hmm. Florida. So it was, he was having a really hard time getting business. Mm -hmm. Customers weren't spending money on remodels and upgrading their house at that time. Right. So we had to make some really big decisions. Do we stay with this? Do we try to make this business work? Or do we throw in the towel and you go get a job and I get a job and we put the kids in daycare? What do we do? Mm-hmm. So we made the sacrifice, moved into the camper with a two-year plan. At the end of the two years, we will sell the camper, basically get back everything that we paid into it. So we'll have essentially live for free for two years. And then we can take that nest egg and put it into something else. Well, we ended up renting because we still couldn't find land that we liked at that point. And then we then rented that house for almost seven years. Wow. And there were times that we almost bought that house. We mm-hmm. loved it. It was a beautiful lot and it was an older home, but it had so much character. We brought two of our babies home there and I'm a very sentimental person. Yeah. I love, you know, I, I want to raise my babies in this house. Um, so we almost did. 
And then when it came kind of like, you know, time to actually make a decision, they bumped the price up. And we knew we could build a house mm. that was brand new, exactly what we wanted, and just do it ourselves versus, you know, this older home that we would have to do a lot of remodeling work and be paying probably, we'd end up paying more for that house. Right. Um, so it was a tough decision, though. We really went back and forth for probably a good year. Like, what do we do? Do we just, you know, suck it up and stay here? And we still couldn't find land. So it was a really tough decision. And then the pieces just kind of all fell into place, which is a good testament to things don't just always happen overnight. You right. Putting yourself in the right position and being in the right place to fulfill those opportunities is so important. Instead of just sitting back and being like, well, this isn't working, mm-hmm. getting prepared. So when those things do happen, you're ready to roll. I want to talk about that a little bit more because I talk on the show and on Instagram as well, just about this concept of like the next right step and that the next right step isn't always in quotes, the step. It's not always moving into your dream home or finding the land. Sometimes it's moving into a rental home or making the decision to not buy that rental home and continue, you know, like I get the question a lot of like, but how do you, how do you know? Like, how do you know what's right? What would your answer? Honestly, I have this, just inner Yes. They're supposed to happen. They just fall into place. Yep. And I I can sit here and tell you story after story after story about little, little details that would just blow your mind. Yeah. That allowed all of these pieces that look so big to the outside world. Like, oh, here's a, you know, a house and then a book and then a social media platform. Like those are big pieces. But they didn't just come, they didn't just happen. Exactly. Like these little tiny decisions and these little tiny moments of finding peace where we were and waiting for the correct doors to open. That is where the key is. It's not just the big pieces. It's waiting for those little right decisions in the little moments. And I always say, if you point yourself in the right direction and take those right little tiny steps. It, it may not feel like you're going very far. You may feel like, you know, I just went a little ways today, or maybe even I got off course yesterday and I had to straighten my path back out today. But pointing yourself in that right direction in five, 10 years, you'll look back and you'll see that that path led you right to where you're supposed to be. Yes. So instead of focusing on that end goal or where I want to be, just focus on making the right decisions and heading yourself in that direction every single day. I think that's so wise. I think sometimes people just want something to- I need something to hold on to. I don't feel like anything's moving. I don't feel like anything's happening. One of my mentors in the past gave me one of my favorite mental pictures is that it's like climbing a mountain where there are going to be times on that mountain climb where you look out and it's this quote unquote same view, but you're higher than you were before. Like you're continuing to like ascend that mountain. And I think you know, I have a similar story of quote unquote success of the book and the social media and the podcast. And even like we built our dream home last year. And I love what you said about like, it looks like these big shiny things. And it's like, oh my gosh, the stories I could tell you of like the teeny tiny little, like for us, there was a lot, like 10 lots down that we really wanted but it was with a different builder that we couldn't get to communicate with us. But now I can't imagine not being on this lot. You know, like, and at yes. the moment it was like so frustrating. I want to give you money to build a house. Why won't you respond to me? And now I'm like, 
okay, God, thanks for that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Even the land that we ended up buying, which it wasn't even for sale. We just happened to see it. We found the owner's information on the county website. Daniel actually went to their front doorstep and knocked on their door and asked if they would ever consider selling it. And at first they said, yes, we got a price. We dropped off a contract and we had a text two weeks later. Never mind. We don't want to sell. Oh my God. You know, we could have been discouraged and given up and been like, okay, that wasn't meant to be, but we weren't, we waited. We just kept going with what we were doing. And about six months later, I think he reached back out and said, Hey, you know, Christmas is in a couple of weeks. That's my wife's birthday. There's nothing more I would love than to give her this land for her birthday. And this time they said, yes. Wow. And just looking back now at the timeline and then how everything fell together, if they had said yes, the year before it may not have worked out the way that it was supposed to. Yes. The big setback in the moment, but once it, we actually secured the land and all, everything fell into place. It was like, okay, that's why. I think that's another huge part of it is the timing. You know, I think it's a very like Sunday school answer. You'll, you'll hear <laughs> people say like, sometimes it's not a no, it's a not yet. And those not yet can be just as hard to navigate because you don't know it's a not yet. It just feels like a no. I know. You don't know that it could potentially move forward in the future. And I, you mentioned earlier that you get just this overwhelming peace. And I think that that's, we're so busy and distracted that I think sometimes it's difficult for us to discern how do I feel about this? Right. Not how does my best friend or my husband or whatever feel like, okay, if I take a second and actually quiet down, do I have peace about this? Or am I just like rumbling through to the next thing? Which hello, so guilty, the guiltiest of that. Absolutely. And I think that comes down to just our life philosophy. Right. If we truly believe that there is a plan for our lives and there's a purpose for why we are here. And there's things that we are meant to accomplish that God plays a role in what we're supposed to do here. If we truly believe that yeah, it's easier, it's not easy, but it's easier to sit back and know that everything is working out for a reason. Yes. Trust and believe and pour my life into the moment and enjoy right where I'm at and know that everything is going to work out just fine. Yeah. And it can question that. It can make you doubt your faith. Like, do I really believe this? Because in yeah. this moment, this is what I want to happen. And I think I've dealt with it more with our fertility struggles than mm-hmm. I have with even the house or anything else because I want it and I want it now. Right. And just sitting back and knowing like, this is the faith, this is the trust, and this is maybe testing me or it's just not the right time or whatever. And truly believing that. Yeah. And that sometimes what we want isn't the best thing. Yes. And that's very difficult to come to terms to that. Sometimes I actually wrote about that in my book, that there are so many no's that I've encountered that were devastating at the time that now looking back, that would have been such a bad yes. Mm. That would have not worked out well. And so like you were saying, it's just having faith and trusting that his plan's better than ours. Yes. Every time. Except if you're anything like me where, you know, you may think you know everything and you got the plan in place. And (laughs) And you're like, this plan is perfectly rational. It makes sense. Like, this is great. Why can we not just get get on board with this?
When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. So while you were building your home, were y'all sharing that on social media? Was that like a whole thing? So when we were planning this whole process, we didn't even know social media existed in the way that we know it does now. Like I've said a million times, I used Instagram to put Nashville and Valencia filters on my pictures to then go share them to Facebook to my family. That was the only thing I knew of Instagram. And my son was two at the time. He was very high needs. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. Um, and he consumed my life. Like I hadn't left the house hardly in two years. It was just this very overwhelming feeling. And right as in February of 2018, which we closed on the land in March. So this was a, you know, a few weeks, a month or so before we went on to architecturaldesigns.com and we saw where another girl had built a similar house and they had shared her client album. And in the notes for it, it said that you could see more of this house on Instagram. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I went and looked and she had 20,000 followers and she had just shared pictures of the construction. And of course, I knew we were going to be doing most of the work ourselves. So I thought, well, maybe that would add a really unique aspect to our story that people might be interested in. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was just something that I could pour myself into something to give me some, you know, some absolutely uh, sanity in the midst of motherhood. Like so I had, you know, worked for many years. Um, this was really the first time in my entire, since I was 15 years old that I hadn't had a job per se. Yeah. So I would just wanted something to pour myself into. We had no earthly clue what was in store for us at all. Like no idea. We didn't go into it thinking like, oh, this is something we can use and whatever. No idea. Just for fun. Yeah, just for fun, just for fun. And maybe community, you know. Yeah. And then fast forward to July, I had around 20,000 followers already at that point. And a company reached out to me on my DMs and they said, Hey, would you be interested in letting us put doors on your house in exchange for some social media content? And at first, you know, they're like, Is this a scam? Yeah, like, oh, 100%. What, what is this? And we looked into it and it was a very legitimate company and, you know, whatever. So we were like, okay, well. It seems too good to be true. Yeah. <laughs> what other companies may be interested in doing this? And considering we were doing this DIY budget build. Right. Sourcing secondhand materials, repurposing things, like doing everything in our power to make this as inexpensive of a build as possible. Every little bit I could save. Right. So when they came in and saved us our $10,000 door budget. I was like, okay, what else can I do? Yeah. That became my sole purpose for the next year. Grow my platform, provide value to my audience, connect with them. And at the same time, reach out to brands and say, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. Is there any way we could work together? Yeah. And it ended up partnering on over five, about $500,000 worth of wow. products, scripts, all that kind of stuff, which was life-changing. Yeah. It took off from something, you know, that was a, you know, DIY, we'll finish it over the course of five years if we have to like it, you know, no big deal 
to literally being magazine ready the moment we close on it and just took our lives in a totally different direction. That's amazing. $500,000. Yes. Yes. Truly amazing. (laughs) So just for people who may be listening who have a similar and social media has changed. It has changed. Absolutely. But like, what did that, like, were you just DMing people and DMing them and said, yeah. Hey, this, this is who we are, what we're doing. And is there, or who in your company would I speak with regarding yeah. possible collaboration? And they would either respond and say, Hey, I'm your person. Here's my email. Or they would give me the correct information or they, you know, just wouldn't see the message or wouldn't respond. Right, right, right. And then of course I did research like who's, who is on social media, who is partnering with people. Um, I didn't just like blind reach out to women. No, yeah. I, I definitely put work in to see like who is in this game, mm-hmm. who's doing this and how can I get in touch with them? So it was just lots of DMs, lots yeah. of emails, lots of communication and just putting myself out there and, you know, hearing lots of no's and feeling yeah. lots of rejection, but also getting a lot of yeses. Yeah. What challenges did that present? There has to have been like the other side of that coin, right? Well, absolutely. So now, you know, we have the bank down our throats to get this done on a timeline. Now we have brands that are like, okay, you know, we need this. Where's our post? Yeah. Yeah, which thankfully so many of them were so patient and so wonderful and understanding. And they, you know, I maintain very good communication, like, hey, this is what's going on. But when you're doing it all yourself, like you only have so much time. Right. So it would literally be like, hey, this content is due July 31st. We have to get this bathroom done by then. That's a totally different element than like normal just content creation where you're like, okay, I have to take some pictures and write a post. Like you're having to install these things in your home. And focus your priority from like, maybe you were working on the electrical and now like, you know, we got to get this bathroom done by next week. Right. I got to get pictures to this company. And so it added so much pressure to our shoulders. Yeah. Obviously payoff was more than worth it. Right. But it added a whole nother level of stress. That's crazy. Cause I mean, I'm ADHD, like to the max. <laughs> Me so when I collaborate with brands, I thankfully have a team that like, it's like, yo, we need the, like, this needs to go up. The idea of building, like I'm building a house and also having to, that, I mean, I know that it was worth it, but that's crazy. And I didn't know any different. Like I didn't know I could have a team or have people employ. Like this right. was all so new to me. I was just like scrambling to do whatever I could. Yeah. So did y'all sell that house though? We did. We did. What? What I thought was our dream. Yeah. Like, this is what we are working for. We've spent a total now of 10 years making this dream happen. And it turned into a stepping stone, Mm. which was something I would have never in a million years imagined. But it just made sense for our family. It allowed husband to focus on what he truly loves doing instead of having to, you know, work with customers. And we all all know people who be difficult to work with. Yes. After almost 20 years in that industry, he was able to work on flip houses now so we can focus more on content and doing the projects that we want to do instead of, you know, all that he was having to do before. And it allowed us the opportunity to do it again. So instead of it just being like something that we thought this was a dream and we wanted to do it, it was like, Hey, we really love that process. It was a lot of fun for us, which I know is probably crazy to some people. Somehow we didn't kill each other. We didn't get a divorce somehow. 
we didn't even fight that much. Which I think we were both just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Didn't have the energy to fight. It was like, yeah. focus on what you're good at. I'll focus on what I'm good at. And let's just pray to God that this comes together because it could be a total disaster or it could be something really amazing. So we'll, I guess we'll see in the end. So we enjoyed it and we're doing it again. So you're doing it again. Yes. <laughs> Building from nothing. Yep. Yes. So we bought land, um, right. As we sold the other house, we bought the land. We're kind of putting on hold just right the second. Cause you know, found out we were pregnant a couple of yeah. months after that. And then just with the economy and the building mm-hmm. world supply, you know, the demand, all that stuff is crazy right now. Yep. And we're just in a good place. So we're like, let's just enjoy this baby. You know, it's going to be our last. Yeah. So let's just enjoy this pregnancy and the baby. And then we'll hopefully everything will kind of calm down a little bit and then we can pour ourselves back into it. And we're doing flip houses in the meantime. So we just finished our first one. It's the hundred year old farmhouse, right? Oh my gosh. It's be- like, y'all have to go look at her Instagram. It is beautiful. It was a- another really big project. Like, yeah. you know, I had to straighten out the walls and fix the foundation. Like it wasn't just like, oh, let's put a new kitchen in, you know, right. it was a total renovation. But we sold it. It was amazing. So now we're looking for another one. Are y'all renting? Yes. We found a place to rent and we love it here. It's like we're on a little vacation. Vacation, yeah. I think lends itself to like a really beautiful life. You know, talking about that y'all didn't fight that much. Everybody told my husband and I, if you can survive building a house together, you can survive anything. We had the best time. And I don't say that to be like, Mm, it wasn't that hard or anything like that. We just were on the same page and we were willing to bend on things that weren't super important to us and compromise. And we ended up having a great time. And now we still, we've been in this house since basically beginning of January. We moved in the weekend before Christmas. Oh, fine. Like moved in, put the tree up. And <laughs> I don't ever want to leave. I mean, I like living on vacation kind of because we're together in this beautiful home that's comfortable, that has everything like that we intentionally put into it. Did you ever watch The Office? No, I didn't. There's this scene (laughs) where one of the characters, she's like drunk as a skunk in a Chili's. And she says, I feel God in this Chili's. And it's kind of like become its own tagline. And I remember feeling that way when I was here while we were building. Like, I feel God here. This feels like home. And so I think it's important for people to remember that you don't, it does not have to be some big grand thing that you even, y'all don't even own it. No, it's a rental. We don't even have enough bedrooms for our kids. Like me like sharing a room, the baby's going to be sleeping in our room, but just having this stress-free, just ability to, I mean, it is an amazing lagoon, so I can't, (laughs) that part, but the house itself is nothing we would have ever envisioned ourselves being happy in. Like right. we're located at the tower house that's connected to somebody. Just so many things that we would have never been like, oh, let's choose that as somewhere to rest our souls. Right. But now we're here, it is like, this is what our family needed. After yeah. years of just pressure and stress and working so hard to get to this place, this is just like a perfect spot to just relax. It was your perfect next right step. Even if it like maybe didn't make sense from the outside. That's my favorite thing about God and his faithfulness is these things that don't make sense to the outside that make so much sense for like you and your family and your soul. It's just like, 
I'm not worried if it makes sense to you or not. I had to drag Daniel here kicking and screaming. He was yeah. like, I'm not moving into that neighborhood. I am not. I am happy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not, that's not even to talk about not being on the same page about things. My husband and I are night and day from one another. I mean, after 11 years together, I now see it as a good thing. I fell in love with him so fast that, and I was a baby. I mean, I was 20. So fell in love with him super fast and we got married super fast. I have no regrets, but we were dead. And he's seven and a half years older than me. So he was a whole adult and I was like, had just been able to legally drink. So the early years of our marriage were tough. Definitely. And I think a lot of people's are, but now I'm so, you know, I am a little bit more like fiery and pop off and am impulsive and he's steady and like (laughs) constant and thinks things out. And so we've over 11 years kind of like not met in the middle in that we've changed each other, but just been able to come towards one another and that there are some things that it's worth being spontaneous about. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm game for that. And there are other things that he's like, hold on. Did we even read this contract yet? You know, like, did you Google this at all? So I think it works out. Are you and Daniel a lot alike? We're a lot alike. Yeah. Very similar personalities, very similar strengths, which, you know, there's little things that we're very different on, but as far as overall personalities, we're very both strong and very similar individuals. Yeah. Um, Because it's own it's own battle. Like learning to give and take and compromise and it's like the opposite battle, but like equally equally difficult. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it doesn't really matter if you marry like your same kind or you're total different. It's about like believing the best about each other and giving grace and like growing together. I don't think, you know, Jeremy and I are a case study of opposites attract for sure, (laughs) but some of my favorite couples, I'm like, y'all are carbon copies of each other. Like y'all are copy and paste and it works. So I think it's just, it's less about who you are when you start out and more, are you willing to grow together? Absolutely. We're all going to change. We're all going to turn into different people. I mean, five, 10 years, everyone's different. Exactly. So you have to make a choice to grow together and find ways to make it work versus yep. it tear you apart. Cause that can happen so easily. A hundred percent. It happened. I mean, I feel like every single day we find out another couple's getting a divorce. It's just mm-hmm. so, so discouraging sometimes. Like how do people even stay married in this day and age? It just feels like such a struggle. They just one foot in front of the other and just choose each other every day. Absolutely. I love that. It's, even if you're building houses together or houses, you know, <laughs> so is that's y'all's full-time gig now is together. So we flipped the house. That was, yeah. So we're, we're kind of growing and changing and figuring out or we do the social media thing too. So yeah. we're just kind of figuring out what works for us. I love that. And I love that. Like you have a large following on social media and you're still willing to be like, we're figuring it out. Like it's in flux. We're just enjoying life and being thankful for where it has brought us thus far Mm -hmm. and figuring out, you know, how going forward we can utilize our skills and our talents and our abilities and our loves. Yeah. And you doing whatever it is that we are meant to do. I mean, cause we're in a very, my husband just quit his full-time corporate job three weeks ago and like came home and is working with me full-time now. And so we're very much like, like how you say working with 
you. Like yeah. that, is, that is a key word right there. It's not yes. for you. It's with Oh no. Is- yeah. Yes. yes. No, I know. And people are like, how is it working for your wife? And I'm like, I, if anybody works for anybody, I probably work for him. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just here to have fun. Like you tell me what, and that's the beauty of it now is he has such a business mind. And that's where kind of what we're talking about, like knowing your strengths and leaning into that about one another. Now, like I get to do this. I get to have conversations with people and create content and like design stuff. I get to do all the fun stuff. And I'm like, are we good? Like <laughs> everything good over there? Got all that part over there. Exactly. But it works. So that's awesome. Yeah. We're enjoying that's it. Awesome. Exciting for you. Where can people, I'm sure they can get your book wherever books are sold. Where can they like find and keep up with you and your family online? We are Jet Set Farmhouse on every platform, jetsetfarmhouse.com. And it's our last name, J-E-T-T. So it's a little play on that. But yeah. is S-E-T. So Jet Set Farmhouse everywhere. And definitely like follow along, keep up with y'all's adventures. You shared a video recently of like what your lagoon situation was. And I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. So. It's easy to feel your soul at rest here. A hundred percent. It makes sense. So I love that. I love keeping up with y'all. And thank you so much for coming on. This. Thank you for having me. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.